Well, hello there, listeners. This is Jim the Keys, bartender. How are you today? Hope you had a good weekend. Well, I certainly had a good weekend. I had a bit, I was a bit off this weekend. You know how it is, just being a bit off. Uh, Luckily, I have this little puppy here. Been looking after to keep me uh, right-sized and on track. I'm talking about Henry. my One of our regulars dogs is staying with a little one-year-old Maltese. And that goes well with the subject we're going to be talking about today. Old dogs and new tricks. And yes, that's a metaphor for something else. So this weekend, I, I find it, I don't know what it is it's about the psychology of or my psychology, but it seems to be shared by a lot of other people who've, who are reaching middle age and beyond, is that they have older people always comment about how younger people don't want to take advice. And that, yeah, they're smart, but they're not experienced, they don't have wisdom, all that stuff. But I ran across something I really didn't give enough consideration to before here. So we're here in the Keys. It's beautiful and stuff like that. And I'm off on Sunday. And I tell the wife, I said, let's go out to a nice place for a brunch or a lunch dinner, a dinner, right? If uh, you want to call it that. But it was after, if it was after 2 o'clock, and we went down to a place in Amarada called the Square Grouper, and they have one in down in the Lower Keys, too, the Square Grouper. And Square Grouper refers to bales of drugs that people would intermittently find in the mangroves on the shoreline that were dumped during the height. Not necessarily. They still find them today. They still find, you know, a bale of marijuana or or cocaine. And there was a case uh, about 10 years ago where a fisherman found a uh, cocaine and tried to distribute it and ended up murdering two people. But that's the name of the restaurant. It's called the Square Grouper. So... It was really busy. It's popular in Imorata. Beautiful, beautiful place. And they had seats at the bar. And we liked, you know, we don't mind sitting at the bar. So the wife and I sat at the bar. And not like, you know, you have a lot of people in the visiting area. They want to sit outside, look at the water. It's on a, a small canal that opens up to the bay. I was sitting there, it's nicely appointed and decorated, and the staff is well-trained, and the food is excellent. Uh, so we're sitting there, and this young fella uh, looks just a couple, a year or two past the drinking age. And it turns out he was 23 years old. And after talking to him for a while, I found out he seemed to be the head bartender or bar manager or something, because he did all the things a bar manager or a bar, you know, head bartender would do. He told me that he trained new employees and that he did uh, stock on Sunday nights and things like that. He told me he had a very long day ahead of him. 
Um, he didn't. He didn't volunteer that. I asked him some questions, and he he did. But I noticed. I was looking at the bar, and I, I noticed how well organized it was. They had a service station. They had a POS system. They had a, the service bartender was a young lady, and she was making drinks for the floor staff uh, and their tables. And the bartender at the bar mainly served the people. I guess it looked like there had about uh, no more than 13, 14 people, a uh, 14-seat bar. So he was taking care of them, the the bar. And everything was going well. I noticed that. And the fellow was good. And he talked about it. He was exuberant about his job. And then we started talking about for some reason, I think I mentioned I was a bartender too, and I we started talking about employees and things like that. How, and I don't know if I prompted it, but he said, you know, I have a hard time training older bartenders because they always, they have a problem with my age. And they said most bartenders would probably be older than this guy. He's 23 years old. And you're talking to someone more experienced. And I said to him, I said, you know, that's ego. Someone, it's, their experience is the only thing they have to... Hold on a moment. i got to check out this dog. He's just freaking out for some reason. I'm pausing. What... What is the matter with you, Henry? What happened? Why are you doing that? Yeah, I'm trying to record. He's going. He's he's wants to go into bed or something. He wants to play. Okay, well. Hmm. Sorry. Okay, I'm back. So I said, you know, that when you're, I th- I think what happened is. Older bartenders get intimidated by younger bartenders because younger bartenders just seem to have it going on. I mean, they're same age as the people. They're they're you know young, good looking, fit, and they have their life ahead of them. And it sometimes it seems unfair to them. I say, yeah, I got to take instruction from this kid. Well, that's the. That's just the way it is. And I told the guy, he said, that's just ego. People don't really know that, you know, that's the way you guys do things here. And they have to accept that. It's hard to tell someone who had done something for 20 years that this is the way you want it done. But we're going to get in that a little further. But he, he was telling me that. And I said, oh, yeah. I understand completely. You know? You think about yourself. The only thing you have to really rely on, the thing to keep yourself going, is your competency, your experience. That's what you have to sell. I know a lot of things. I know a lot of drinks. I made a lot of different Manhattans and things like that. You got these young craft bartenders coming in here and doing stuff. And let them do their thing. Let them do their thing. It's not a direct assault on your identity. That's the way they make their drink. That's the way they close their bar. 
that's the way they roll their silverware or set a place setting or greet a guest. If you had a place called the Hip Hop Cafe, Hip Hop Cafe, and they decide you want to say, they want you to say, have a hip hop happy day. No matter how lame that sounds, that's their prerogative. And it's your prerogative whether you want to work there or not. It's not your prerogative to decide to do things differently. I have this discussion all the time whenever I'm working places. I say, listen, I understand you want us to do this, 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 and this. But it's our prerogative. I said, yes, it's your prerogative to tell us if you want to do us to do more, that's fine. You want us to do this and that. It's also, but the one prerogative you have, the one prerogative you have is to go and find another job and not to make a big stink about it. But it's so hard for people to move beyond that. It's, it's, it's such assault on the core of our being. How, how are you going to be that employee, um, employee if, if they decide the margarita, the, the um, Mayflower margarita, let's say. I don't know if there is a Mayflower margarita, but I'm sure there's a bar called the Mayflower bar. And they may make the Mayflower margarita with orange juice. Make it with orange juice. It's a Mayflower margarita. And people, you can ask and say, well, if someone asks for a margarita, well, ask if they want a Mayflower margarita or a regular margarita. So... We use sour mix or we use lime juice. We use lime juice agave. You know, every place is different. Some, some, and I'm just talking specifically about bars, but it's applicable to almost any place. I mean, you have a code of conduct, the ethical code of conduct in almost every field. Like as a bartender, you're not supposed to serve people in the states. Uh, I don't know if there's any states where they can... Uh, yeah, there are, Wisconsin. But if someone's not 21, you don't serve them. You don't serve someone who's inebriated. Most places, yeah, you're liable if you overserve someone. But there's ethical codes of conduct for almost everybody. Doctors, lawyers, accountants, nurses. So you just you have to follow those ethical codes not serving someone under age and things like that they really if they do tell you to do something like that i would find i would have a problem with it and i would just say hey listen i'm sorry i can't do that and then you then you do have recourse if someone directs you to serve someone under age or so maybe serve someone who's already intoxicated yes you may have recourse, but you can't. Don't have recourse when someone says we make um, our Long Islands this way, or we shake our Bloody Marys. You know, that's you know, Bloody Marys aren't supposed to be shaken after they're mixed together. I mean, you can shake the 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 bloody mix, but not not with. Yeah, it's just one of those things that uh, you do. But if they do shake the Bloody Marys and you, they tell you to shake the Bloody Marys, shake the Bloody Mary. Sometimes people do it because, you know, with some of these juices and stuff like that, uh, when they sit around for a while, they get sour. And they sour, they carbonate. 
when you shake them, they start spraying. And that's a good way to find out without having to taste it sometimes when things start foaming up a lot. There's always a reason for it. They find it. They've had their business. If they had their business open for a while, they know what their customers like. And that's how they like to run it. Don't take it as an assault the way you learned it. There are good things that come out of you know experience. We've had a, a bartender I worked with who, uh, when she started, she went to bartending school. She didn't know a lot of different things. But what she did learn was about putting a uh, golf tee in the drink pours that keep the fruit flies out. That was a great idea. Great idea. And we adopted it. We keep it to this day. You can always make a suggestion. You can say, hey, listen, I have a suggestion on on this and that. And it can, it's applicable to anything of software companies and things like that. Whenever you have, you know, they have a procedure for doing things. And if you think you might have a better one, you could do in a meeting, you could say, hey, listen, I was this one procedure, I'm thinking that maybe there's a better one, or one that would provide better results. And people love listening to that. So the, the, the big thing is that with older people, when you attack their competency, their knowledge, wisdom, they, it's an assault directly on their core of their being. And maybe older, more, you know, slash experienced people, experienced slash older employees, when, when you're new hires and stuff like that, maybe we need to teach, we have to learn as, as experienced older employees or new hires, flexibility, resiliency, teachability, that's, um, he says, you can say, listen, I know a lot already, but I'm always open to learn something new. I'm also open to learn how you do it at this place. I would like to bring my competency and what I do to your company, use your procedures and become success- successful. They love hearing that stuff. They do. They absolutely love that. And when you run into a younger person who, you know what, when it comes to the way of doing things their way, I don't mean that person's way, but the company's way, it's, it's great. When I worked in catering, there was a guy, he was around my age. I was a, a catering manager and he, he just, he was a whirlwind of new ideas and he came up with a order of procedure for every employee he specified in these banquets that we did that there would be um, you know there's for weddings made or d's and then you had head waiters for weddings that didn't have made or d's but the head waiters would be around in weddings too but then you'd have an a b depending on the size of a c wedding and they'd all have different responsibilities prior to the party. You know? And they put it next to them and say, hey, listen, the head waiter does this, 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 this. They take care of the head table with the uh, maitre d'. And these other ones will take care of the floor and they take care of the coffee. They clean out their urn. They do all these things. And he codified it all and put it down. 
And we said, wow, that's just exactly what we needed at a very busy catering hall. We needed more paperwork for people to read. But what it did do was it just organized things. In the end, it didn't make, I, I don't know if it affected, it made it more efficient. But I know it didn't make it less efficient. I know people didn't stop doing their jobs. I knew, but it did. Uh, the one, the one drawback in it was people were saying that's your job, and where before, whenever anybody was busy doing something, then the you know person that was responsible for the coffee, uh, if they're doing something else, they said no, that's not my job. That's someone else's job. Um, so before we were more like everyone does whatever they can when they can. You know, which is catering in a nutshell. You know, it's kind of like holding back a an attack of overwhelming force, and you're just overwhelmed, and you're just going to try to resist, just folding up and surrendering. You're just going to push back, and that's at a some of these parties, you know, you're understaffed and things like that. You just say, listen, we're going to do our best or can. We're going to the best we can. We're going to manage this uh, as much as well as we can and work through it. So, yeah, there's a lot to be said for being, being super organized and things like that. And I like this young guy at the bar. He was... Um, he was interesting at the words he used. He said, I guess he says, I'm just... When someone pushes back when he's trying to teach them like another bartender would come in and says set him up and this is how we do it I'm trying to set you up for success you know don't you know this is why you know you know not giving the whys this is what we do and everyone does it this way so uh, you know it's small things it's small things recently we had um, uh, they switched to the type of uh, pourers that we use for our juices and they switched these one quart plastic containers that had different color pourer tops on it green red yellow orange and you know orange we put orange juice in red you use a cranberry now for sour mix I used um, the yellow one and pineapple, I used the green. And people said, well, we normally do it the other way around. I said, this is the way we're going to do it here. And they said, why? And I said, well, there's some green. There's some green in the uh, pineapple, especially in the top of it, you know, on the, the leaves that come out. There's no green on the sour mix, and that's always yellow. Okay? Almost, it's because it's a chemical thing. So we'll just go with the yellow being that and green being pineapple, even though... You know, and it's green, you, whatever. I said, that's that's the way it's going to be going. Going, And I just made a decision on that. And, and I said, someone has to make a decision sometimes. But then again, it's up to us once the decision's made to say, hey, listen, okay, we got it. This is what we're going to do. There's always people that want to change things and make their mark on it and stuff like that. But as an employee, when you go in there, you can be, you can be the competent one and say, hey, you know what, uh, I have a lot to learn at the way you do things here. But I have 
you know, I have a basis for training. I know how to do this. I looked at, I looked at uh, the, the service bar. I wouldn't be able to, I would be able to do the service bar on the first day. Would I do it as well as the girl that's been, was handling it? Probably, probably not. It would take me uh, a, you know, little learning curve and stuff like that, how to do it. But what my strengths are, and this is the way I always treat people, don't feel don't feel put off when you got a younger supervisor and things like that. You have superpowers too. Your superpowers are showing up for work all the time. Not being concerned about parties. Not, if you're lucky, you won't be burning the candle at both ends, working real hard one day and in the daytime and then staying out late at night and then having to do the same thing over the next day. As you get older, that's a more difficult prospect. A more difficult prospect. I don't do that anymore. Part, you know, part of because of my lifestyle. I don't drink anymore. But if I had to, I would find it difficult to do my job. I find it difficult to do my job when I don't get enough sleep. Let alone getting liquored up the night before. But those things, being responsible, is a core element. There's younger people that are responsible too. You know. But your experience comes into play sometimes when they ask for opinions. You have a lot of, you have a lot of experience. I got some opinions, sure. Offer offer those opinions away when it's when it's wanted. And sometimes you go, so listen, I have a suggestion on how we might be able to do something a little better here. Maybe we can do this this way. What do you think? You know, you don't have to steamroll people. And you say, hey, listen, or you can give them a compliment. Goes, I really like the way you set everything up here. It makes sense. Uh, it'll take me a moment to learn your system, but here I am. I told the guy, I said, listen, the young fellow, I said, listen, I I took a job seven, eight years ago. I said, I'm, I'm considerably, what was I? Let me see how old I am. I'm two and a half times his age. Yep, two and a half times his age. At 23, he's 46. Uh, it would be 59. Yep, um, two and a half, a little more than two and a half times his age. 250%. But I'm not 250% better a bartender than he is. I may not be as good a bartender as he is. I might be a faster bartender than he is. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good for my age on that. I know I'm fast. Uh, but that doesn't necessarily mean exact. If they need to, me to be super exact, which I can be, yes, that speed will, yeah, that'll, you know, that'll cut into my speed. But I, I don't have, I don't have to be that. I don't have to, you know. It's nice to be able to adapt. Is a skill that you don't really attribute to senior employees or older employees let's say the adapting but it's very exciting when I took my job with a software company I knew very little about programming I was exposed to programming when my freshman and sophomore year of college had very little exposure after that Um, very little exposure to really running programs or doing customizations or things like that. And I let 
I avoided it with the vigor of someone avoiding a communicable disease. And it was, I guess what would you call that? It was fruitless. It was fruitless to resist the, the change, changing of times. And then once I got exposed to the difficult part, and now I was in my late 20s and 30s, right? There's people that are 50, 60, 70 years old. They skated by. I don't know how you skate by now if you're less than 50 without knowing these things like technology. But right now, you know, it's good that, you know, they, they're using, uh, I think, at the tables of the place I was because the bartenders don't need to do that because they have the uh, registers and where they're working, but people are using tablets or they're using their own phones. They download an app and they can put their um, orders in. Well, that's great. How long would that take? You just look at it, make sure you get to double check it. I guess, imagine there's a system for double check. It'll probably make you double check the order before you put it and read it back. That's what I would prompt if I was the designer of a software program that you would use on your phone and say, you look at the, you put the input, the order, then review it, repeat it back to the customer and then fire it away. And, you know, make sure this is appetizer, this is your entree and things like that. There are older employees that never used a POS system. And that has to be terrifying. For me, I started out with POS system when I was in my 40s, learning how to use that and used four different ones, four or five different ones in my career. And then I ended up going back to something I never did. And that was hand tickets. And I did that for seven years. And now I know I'm pretty good at hand tickets. My handwriting's horrible. I can get, I'm a lefty. What do you want me to say? I could take my time. I could print well. I could do that. I, I'm able to do it. I'm able to add tickets quickly, do all those things that would normally, you know, when people are yelling drinks at you and stuff like that, we do drinks cold, cold the drinks are not printed out. So someone may order four drinks. You're processing a check, getting a check together, adding all the numbers while someone's yelling drinks at you. And you you have to add it in the calculator because we don't have a POS system. And then you hand it to the person. And then if they give you cash, you got to input it again into the cash register individually, meaning you have to put each item in there, cash it, bring back change, do that. Remember the four drinks. And possibly if someone split the check, you got to do the math. If it's 5744, you got to remember that you're going to be putting in 5744. That would be $28.72 split. And I learned to do that quick because, and I just picked that number in the beginning. I didn't write that down. For example, and I, sometimes I'm wrong. Sometimes I've been off. I just say, if I make it, 
if I get close to it, you know, 28 would bring it down to 26, and then 77, and blah, 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 that, that would bring it over. Yeah, I would only be like a couple cents off and do a split check, do one cash and one credit, and then process it that way too. Being resilient and nimble is not the only, uh, what would you call it? It is not the domain of younger people. It is not the domain of younger people. It is the domain of all people. I mean, you can be there. You can do it. You have the knowledge. You say, listen, I, I learned things before. Why can't I learn things now? Oh, this is like that. Programming is pretty much the same. If you know an order or an operation, order or an operation, just like in math. Multiply, divide, add, subtract. That's the order of operations, if that's the right order of it. But, you know, that that's the way you do it. You always see these math questions on it. Don't be intimidated by it. I get kind of pissy about that with technology because I know enough that I think I should be able to do it. But when I can't do it, there's things that are thrown away. You don't know. If there's having a problem with their server or anything like that, so you're you get frustrated sometimes. I get frustrated sometimes. You don't have to be that way. It could be exciting. New jobs could be exciting. There's no reason why. Um, you know, generally, I can understand why people do not like to hire older employees. They like people that are more flexible. This, that, they don't have family members and things like that. But then again, you know, especially in the service industry. Service industry, there's a lot of uh, experimentation with uh, alcohol and drugs. So younger people have as many issues as older people when it comes to missing work and being debilitated. So, and especially because there is a limited number of people available to do those jobs nowadays. So you can be. If you can be resilient, teachable, and open, you can be a superstar at any age. There's no reason why not. Having experience, sometimes people say, well, an exp- you know, they want to see a typical employee. They want to see a young person who's experienced, right? Or an older person that's teachable and experienced. It's not, it doesn't have to be one thing or other. And you should be able to work with young people, too. You know, there shouldn't be a, uh, a competition. Well, that's all I have today. I will be back again tomorrow. I'm going to try to um, crank out about three episodes this, uh, this week. I'd like to thank you for listening, and I hope uh, you take care. Bye.